Burn in the oven. Hi, I'm your host, Pierre, and I'm here with my beautiful fiance, Stephanie. Bonjour, bonjour. So, Stephanie, uh, we are currently uh, recording the episode in a in an exo- exotic destination. Yes, I would say. Where it's are we? It's super nice. We're in Lyon, in France. We've just been swimming in the swimming pool, not to make anyone jealous. Exactly. So we left London under a lot of rain. It was cold <gasps> and windy. Oh my goodness, yes. The weather has changed so much in England. And uh, yeah, this just on the day that we were leaving. So when we arrived here to beautiful sunshine, <gasps> it was so delightful. So delightful. Oh, this is very exciting. The, so we're actually there on our first day today. Yeah. Um. First, yeah, weather amazing. Is there anything special that uh, have you uh, have been amazing your legs so far? Well, I just think the house is beautiful and we've got this really nice swimming pool that's just for us. Uh, yeah, it's just super nice. Yeah. The weather's gorgeous. We just had a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, de toi. Quatre, uh, quatre heures. Quatre heures. Oh, quatre heures. The 4, 4 p.m. snack, which is very uh, French of us. And uh, yeah, it was super nice. No, it was really good, actually. You yeah, know, the, the thing is for me, for me, it's always funny to come back to here to my parents' house. Um, because obviously, like, being there for a long time. But also the most important thing is that they left this house unoccupied for two years, just came back mm-hmm. earlier this year. And they changed so many things. So mm. we're currently recording from the room that used to be my bedroom, that is now became my mom's office, where everything changed. <laughs> so it's 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 all gone. But it's uh, it's really good to be back. Food is amazing. Yeah. Opening the fridge and it's yeah really good. So that's uh no so far really good. Tell them what you've just eaten. I just had a croque monsieur. Actually, two croque monsieur. Uh, classic bread, ham, cheese in the oven. That was delicious. Yeah. That's uh, and please follow my next podcast, Croque Monsieur in the Oven. <laughs> well, gonna, that could be a spin-off. That could be a nice thing. That could be. Um. Great. What are we gonna talk about today? So today we're gonna talk about the decision to have children and how we come to that decision, and then all of the factors that we were considering and that other people might be considering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big topic, Definitely. big uh, big decision to make really. Um, but on top of that, uh, we have a very special announcement. We do have uh, an Instagram. It's official now. Yes. It exists. Uh, how many followers do we have so far? We have 28 followers. I'm very proud. And uh, we are thankful to every single one of them. Yes. Uh, we kickstarted the Instagram last weekend. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Morris. And... Uh, yeah, we began the day at the weekend with zero followers, and by the time it was three p.m., I'd gotten it up to what was it? Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Which is, and we keep. I mean, we're going viral. Like you take a few days ago, we already increased by one hundred percent. It is mental. It is just crazy. We uh, we definitely should get some sponsors and free stuff relatively soon, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm tempted to do that shot of uh, lying in a bath of milk. Naked. Like the TikTok lady. <laughs> the TikTok lady, I think she was just a young girl. Okay. <laughs> but they made £150,000 from that video. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So I guess if you want to follow us, please head to Instagram. It's Burning the Oven Podcast. Uh, Stephanie is an amazing community manager. She's on it. She keeps posting pictures and uh, doing all of that stuff. So yeah, uh, please follow. Uh, we're definitely going to try to share as much as we can over there. And uh, also, that, that, yeah, any questions that you guys want to want to ask us, talk about on any interesting topic that you think we should uh, touch on, like, yeah, let's let's talk about that and let's look at, let, let's have a chat on the web very, very soon. Yeah, yeah, DM us. DM us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the decision to, to have a baby, I think for both of us, that was something that we, uh, I guess, always wanted. You know, I mean, at least for me, I know that since I was a young kid, I know I knew I wanted like, like family with like the, um, the whole like the classic like children, dogs, and these sort of things. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh for me, I know I don't think I don't think it was this easy. No, I didn't think forever that I wanted to have the traditional sort of life. 
Um, so I was like very passionate about traveling, very kind of, I, I stood out in the community where I come from, if I'm honest. I'm sure there's lots of people from Newcastle in general who go off traveling and doing lots of stuff, but the town I was from yeah, and the people I knew, it wasn't really something going on too much. Um, but yeah, I, I went off and lived in China for a year and taught English and then I went off to travel Thailand and then I lived in Australia for a year. Uh, I went around a little bit around Indonesia at one point. I just got this like really crazy travel bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the people in the town where I was from, they were having kids, they were buying houses and I just was like, oh my God, there's no way that this is uh, for me at this stage. No, I want to like see the world. I want to have fun. I want to meet people. I want to experience different cultures. Uh, not that you can't do that with kids. I'm sure you can. It's just a different route, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to like really feel the freedom. And then when I returned to England and I was 29 and a half, I had this almost like a switch go off and that's when I decided I was like I think I want to have kids one day and then here I am now. It's interesting isn't it like the uh, the switch like the, the fact that you almost can put like a moment when you went okay that's the that's the time that because uh, that's something so we talked about is that for, so for me as much as and and no and like and I, I knew that forever that I wanted to have kids once we got to the discussions towards, okay, is that the time now to have kids? I actually, it was really interesting because I knew I wanted them, but I got really, I don't know if it's the word scares or what thing, but really like, okay, like I was really asking myself, is that the right time and all these sort of things. No, and but I almost, think you were scared about um, not not being able to be yourself anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. So was, exactly. You got so really worried about that. It was that. So like, cause I think... It, what what first I, I I got is that I I was so like making up excuses, um, and like in an unconscious way because it was initially was like oh like today like right now is not the moment because I'm changing jobs so like you don't know how things will turn out or stuff like this, or um uh, oh like we just still renting at the moment we'll actually have a house. No, it wasn't like, you changing jobs. You were coming out of your. You were doing your probation. Yeah, I was still in my probation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was talking about yeah, changing jobs. Like, it's like all the, like, the uncertainty of like, the first few months, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the changing houses, all these sort of things. I, I mean, I d- didn't feel I had the, uh, the stability. Stability was a big word for me as part of this. And, uh, yeah, I think Pierre had the vision of like, having the house, the job, the cash. I don't know. Like, to be honest, we had got a puppy as well. And that was very challenging. Yeah, but yeah, but I think in the end, what actually I got was just realizing actually no, like there's something else that scares me, which was exactly what you said. Is like I was, I think I, I I got to a point where I was like I love my life so much right now, and I was really scared that suddenly having a baby, we basically like it's not make life less fun, but we see like sudden like sudden gigantic amount of responsibility, uh, from like. The financial perspective from like a time perspective like taking care of each other we saw things mm-hmm. yeah we're just really scared of like not life being less fun but actually just like me being a less fun of a person like drastically change as like yeah basically i'm somebody, somebody different now mm-hmm. which for me was a conflict with the idea of like well actually i love the person i am now so i was just really scared about this and but what do you mean by that? Like, do you mean that you would change to be a different person because you had so many um, responsibilities? I don't know. Just really scared of like just going da- going back to a different model where, yeah, you know, as as like yeah, life is so certainly so different. I just yeah, different. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the 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 toll of the responsibilities would basically impact on that. So I um I had like quite a few discussions with my dad. We actually helped a lot, um, and um, in terms of like yeah, how does uh how does becoming a dad changes you as a person? And mm-hmm. he basically said to me, um, it doesn't. It just it's just 
life life is actually even more fun mm-hmm. like because the you have such a beautiful thing that happens you definitely have like there's a responsibility that comes on the back of it but it doesn't change you as a person because like nothing like that could change I spoke to my friends as well and yeah and i think that's the thing that put me to be like okay yeah now i think now i'm ready let's give it a try mm-hmm. and i think the um the, the fact that it took us a few months to get pregnant also helped me on the journey to be um even more like wanting this yeah so yeah, yeah. when that happened yeah. i was definitely like okay this is so excited like not like there, there hasn't been like since we got pregnant like a a second or anything where in my head i was like oh is that the right time or something like this mm-hmm. pretty much excited because i was just like i know that i'm ready i know i really want this and uh i know i have the, the best person with me to to do this which is wonderful <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like psychological preparation, isn't it? You've yeah. got to prepare for the it's fact a big phase. that... But you're not wrong, you know, all the things you were contemplating. I'm sure there's many people who are parents who who feel like they have a burden of responsibilities, especially people, you know, during the pandemic where they've been affected by um, the, the COVID and, and the kind of financial impact that can have. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a family, God, you would... Just yeah, be so worried about yeah. how on earth you're gonna carry on and keep feeding them and doing all of this stuff that you need to do for your child. I mean, gosh, we even went in the swimming pool today, and I and I was like, uh, do you think your parents are gonna build a fence around this swimming <laughs> pool? Because uh, yeah, there's no fence around it, and I'm like, God, like with small children, you just would have to be watching them like so closely. Um, yeah but essentially it's interesting to me that you think it could change you as a person like that because i really don't i really don't think that i don't even feel that at all yeah but i guess for me it was just like yeah the the level of responsibility and the proper i think it's, it's almost this like this idea of like when you're a child you're like oh at some point one day i'm gonna become an adult and uh and be like a responsible like responsible person and I'm still waiting for that moment to happen. <laughs> Do you know, like, I think as a child, you expect that to be like, oh, suddenly you wake up and boom, you move to like, it's like a Pokemon evolution. You suddenly become an adult yeah. and then you're going to become a dad. And oh. then you go, but like, I never feel like an adult, honestly. No, me neither. Sometimes I'm just, it's like all an act, isn't it? You're just, I feel like people who look like adults are mostly just winging it. Hmm. I think we're all winging it. Other than the man on the aeroplane next to me last night, he definitely looked like an adult as he read the poetry section of his magazine. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is an adult. (laughs) And one day, you're going to be like this. You're going to be a man reading poetry in the plane. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, or the lady in front, bless her, who took a baby alone on the plane. Oh my God, what a brave woman. She had this small baby, maybe like four months, and she was alone, and oh my God, she had a pra- she had like a push chair, she had a suitcase, she had a backpack. The baby was not happy when the plane At was the taken start, off. Yeah. Oh my God, the baby was screaming. Um, and I just thought, you know, she probably was trying to get back to France to see her family for the first time since having that baby, uh, which is amazing. But yeah, to do that flight alone, I just, I just don't think I would, yeah, yeah I don't think I'd be that I, brave. Yeah. I, mean, I do not feel adult I, enough I, for that. I feel having, the, having one baby on a, like a really young baby on a flight is already one thing that's difficult, but alone with all the stuff she has to carry, all this whole stuff, yeah. that's, and it was really late flight as and well. And she didn't was, pay once. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to leave your baby on the... On no, the you take the baby with you, but the baby was sleeping on her. <laughs> imagine, like, imagine she's just like, okay, you stay there and I'll be back in a few minutes when I come back. And you're just like a few months old baby staying there next to the old man reading a poetry. <laughs> no, definitely. Oh, gosh. No, but I think the, um, no, no, I think it, it deciding, I mean, the, I guess the first big piece of advice that I would have for uh, any couple that is meeting uh, on the first few dates, etc., is definitely, I guess, have a conversation about this fairly early yeah, in the dating life, yeah. because um, I think that's such an important topic. And oh my it's, God, it's, so much. there's definitely not like a view around 
everybody should have kids because I think it's totally okay. We have friends that um, have decided not to have children and it's totally okay. Like it's not, you should never be forced to have children. Well, there's a big impact of having them, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, not exactly. just financially and personally and psychologically, but there's an, a massive environmental impact, you know, we're hugely overpopulated on this planet. No. I think about that a lot when I think about kind of procreation and, the, even I mean to be honest, even just getting the dog, I, all of those poo bags—it just really worries me. Uh, wait for the nappies. You know, it's all a marketing ploy, isn't it? They say they're compostable, but unless you've got some sort of um commercial compostable, I don't know, facility in your house or in your local authority or council. Mm-hmm. Nothing's composting. Yeah. It's going to landfill. And it's nappies are not compostable, aren't they? No. Yeah. Oh my God, I've had this conversation about nappies. But, you know, I'd love to hear from people who actually have embraced the eco-friendly model of using the reusable nappies. Because every person I've spoken to about the potential of trying to use them um, has just laughed at me. I think so. They're just I mean, like, no, for, no. For me, the, there's a few questions there, which is the... The concept of it, because I don't even know how they look like and things like this, but I mean, just the amount of poop. It just, uh, like, no, but you put a liner in. I don't think you just put fabric on them. I think it gets some sort of liner. No, but what I mean is that when, when the dog has a, 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 a poop and you have to pick it up, you take this, you take this like plastic thing, it's like you grab this like within your hand, it's fine, and then you turn it around and then there's nothing, yeah? A baby that you basically gonna get there that like sometimes that just gets everywhere and down the line what you still have to do is try to get that liner then and try to grab as much as you can yeah and put it somewhere and then well, it wash it, 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 it doesn't it yeah but that's, that's, oh, no i mean i'm interested i I'm mean interested. no I'm but open. it's it's the toss-up between that and and you know, your thousands of nappies that you've yeah, no, no, sitting exactly. on a landfill. No, I, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying against it. I'm saying like, I'd be interested to see how that works in practice and what go behind it. Because sometimes I see your face when Muffin has oh, yeah, a really yeah. poo. I won't, and, uh, pick it, I won't pick it up. Yeah, so I think... Pierre does it. Yeah. He's better with all of the bodily functions. But I don't want this to be the excuse for me to do all the nappies all the time. <laughs> Have you ever changed the nappy? Yeah, I did change the nappy. I think I changed Pauline's nappy once. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she fed on the floor. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Oh, God. It's not that complex, exactly. Also, if you're good in origami, that's fine. It's just (laughs) pretty much all right. But that's... um, I love that yeah, we went down the nappy rabbit hole with uh, the environmental impact when this is uh, maybe a few steps behind that. I mean... Even just deciding to have children in general. Yeah. Have you ever like had, uh, dated someone that you want children? No. No? Have you? Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. What was it like? It was really interesting because... Why, why did they not want them? Uh, the, the only reason I got, I think, was... So it could be just like, no interested, as I said, or just people... I don't know, like... I, I, one, I think she just said that she didn't want to, um, like, get get linked to the concept, like, the, the image or, like, the, the impact of society towards, like, women need to have, like, a child or something. She oh, was my really God, it's, yeah. I mean, I think there's a big point there around that. I think we need to move away from this idea that, you know, women are put on the planet to reproduce, to, to marry a man, to yeah. serve a man. Yeah, that patriarchal sort of view of things hopefully we're even having choosing to have kids hopefully we can still keep some of those feminist values because i would hate to get sucked into that hole of oh i don't even know what i think the hole is but well i suppose we're in it a little bit aren't we in what way well, just this, like, on paper, we got we got engaged, we're going to get married, we own a, very, like, a nice house, we're, we're going to yeah, have we, a we're child, t- we're, we're going to have a, a, a white British child, one of the most privileged people on the planet at the mo- moment. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, that's uh, but I, if I they're think, male, even more privileged. I, I think I think the the direction though is more around the as much as like we yeah we tick the box of like the classic thing. I mean, the um, yeah at least to, let's just to be a bit different. We won't be married when the baby will be there. Ooh, <laughs> let's get crazy. Let's get twenty. And we have went gender neutral with the bedroom. Yeah, and the bedroom is gender neutral. But like for example, I think the difference is more around. Um, uh, I'm definitely like planning to take as much as I can from paternity and also like be really uh, part of this entire like like journey with the baby and things like this compared to oh, I like guess, caring for caring them. exactly as much as 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 uh, as I can um, compared to something where I would assume that okay it's you to handle like the baby and uh, oh but that's an interesting to topic when you're dating someone isn't it. What does it even... If you, maybe you want kids, but what does that look like? Because mm. imagine being with somebody who has those very old-fashioned, traditional sort of, well, you can't work, you have to be in the kitchen, cooking my dinner when I come home. Yeah. Which is fine if that works for both parties. I'm just, I'm just so surprised, like, nowadays, still have this, this sort of, like, ideas that, yes, no, like, the, the man is the, the one going to work and the woman is the one to stay at home. But like, it's not always, but it doesn't get seen very funky, I don't think, no. when it's the other way around. I'm not by everybody, but I think sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, no, I feel on this one, this is not. Yeah, something. But I've been, yeah, I've been. Uh, I think we, we talked about it, I think, in like once you fairly early in the you know, first few dates and things like this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's. I mean, for me, yeah, I think that's definitely something you want to make sure that you're aligned because. If you're not aligned, that's that's something can you know can ruin your relationship like a few years after. Yeah, and very difficult if it's further on, isn't it? Yeah. And but also I think it's important sometimes just to be open minded on that topic because I remember when we were doing all of those fertility checks and imagine if it turned out that we couldn't have our own children. Like you, you. I always had an open mind that I would adopt. Yeah, but so but to say like for foster. me for me that would have been we would have gone another way. I mean, being a parent or deciding to have a child doesn't necessarily mean it has to be via like the uh, the natural routes. Like you you could uh, you could be a like male gay couple and this like something decide to have a child and then go through like um adoption or other ways like this. Yeah, it's it's a general thing, actually. Yeah, and, and for us living in England, this is like a much more viable option. I watched a documentary about America, and they say if you want to adopt, you're looking at up to about $80,000 in legal costs and things to, to adopt a child, which it's just crazy, isn't it? I think in the context of like, there's so many children in the yeah foster care system just like waiting for, to be adopted, and yeah... To, the cost of it is so high, but it's just, I just see it. But yeah, maybe there's other routes. I mean, we oh gosh, just dropped some glasses. Um, oh, what a lovely thing to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we don't live in America, so we don't no, know if they have other routes. Yeah. In. Um, but yeah. I think before, so well, I guess straight at the start when we decided to have a, a child, what was for you, what do you think was for you like the biggest, what was your biggest concern? Oh, for me, it always comes back to your own experiences of family and parenting. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that I was I had the best experiences of mm-hmm. that. So I was always worried that my experiences were going to somehow make me... And, and gosh, we don't even know, we haven't got kids yet, but make me somehow not very good. Okay. Or not... I, I, yeah, like not... Oh, I don't even know what the word is, but maybe like not a hundred percent secure in so like for example, I mean it's probably very different, but when we got the dog, the thing I I struggled with the most and actually funny my friend um has gotten a dog later than us and had the same difficulty, um, was when he was very defiant. Oh my god, sometimes this dog <gasps> He just wouldn't do what you would ask him to do. And I mean, this would result in like art carpet being chewed or him mushing food into it or him carrying poop in his mouth and smushing it against something. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like the feeling 
that um, I physically wanted to like grab him to be honest and I, I really didn't like that I had such a strong urge to like want to do that when he was very defiant and then I was uh, so like if I I'm only given that example because you know if it was my child and for example I don't know in my parenting I'm trying to think which aspect wasn't really the best but maybe there wasn't the most um patience I, I don't know uh, this yeah, I'm plucking yeah, yeah. it out of thin air um and imagine that I'm not very patient with my child I mean the pressure that puts on them yeah the, the, and the, the risk, effect yeah yeah the effect, impact yeah, yeah. of that that's uh no it's true I just really and I'm such a perfectionist like I really I really get so upset if I if I'm like if I'm doing something to like even have a thought of hurting something else I, I, I feel yes. so bad for and it you, and you you just like think about it a lot afterwards oh my as god well, yeah you? I do this rumination after yeah. um, like even if we like have a dis- like a disagreement so I can be really stubborn and I'll get really like stuck on the point that like whatever it is that, that I don't bad. know I'm justified in being angry about it yeah but then <laughs> then give it half an hour what am I like I'm like oh I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just got so I upset then or whatever it was. I just I got so annoyed. Yeah. I just like yeah the fire the moment and then it just uh, comes to peace. But I think you have to consider that in your decision to have children, like your own experience of attachment, your own experience of parenting. You know how that was for you. Which aspects were positive? Which ones, you know, would you like to not repeat? Because I mean my. I, the the thing that always turns my stomach is when I hear people say, I sound just like my mother, or I sound just like... And that's okay if you've been given, like, half-decent parents, but when you've had a very kind of difficult set of parents, oh... Yeah, no, it's just... Uh, but I think, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, the touch of the point, yeah, it's also something to think about, I think, when you consider having kids, is the... Um, yes, you might want kids, but also are you ready? Do you have, like, some stuff to... Fix like oh my god so much yeah so much I'm a big uh, therapy promoter and uh, yeah I think I think of anything the best thing in my whole life that I've done is I've done lots of um, really like good quality therapy and you know in in order to heal the wounds that you've experienced to not pass them on I yeah. think that's so important because otherwise the trauma just continues you know no definitely. I think for me, the, the biggest concern, I mean, uh, like I touched on, was like this concept of like stability. I mean, Dana, like, be concerned around like changing, but like the thing for me that when uh, the concern I still had when we, we just started deciding to, to go for it was really like, yeah, okay, are we stable enough? Do we have enough money for it? Do, is in the current house where we live in, like where we, uh, what that could look like? Like when we were in our previous home, I really struggled to like visualize how that could turn out compared to like the house that we have now. Mm-hmm. Like before even we bought it, I was like, okay, I can easily see like this is, that would be like the baby's room and it, this is how like breakfast would look like and these sort of things. I can really project myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I really needed for this. I mean, I think stability is such something so important that down the line, which is really funny, like we mentioned the, like the previous episodes is that the moment we moved to this new new home, like the month straight after that, this is when actually that happened. So I think that's uh, that's another big one. But there's another like little topic that um, I wanted to touch on as well, which is obviously we we had all these discussions, we touched on quite a few things, we've sort of prepared ourselves, and we went through the process of uh, uh, trying to have a baby. But there's also like the other end where quite a few people are going to have children as a surprise mm, it's like yeah. suddenly you're going to learn that you've been pregnant for like weeks and weeks and weeks mm. and obviously that, that's a that's a massive shock I'm definitely sure and, and in the context of um, if the person decides to keep the child uh, which is basically in no way an obligation definitely should never be considered as an obligation um, yeah you sort of like suddenly have to make it on the spot like I, I can't Imagine how I would have reacted um, 
if I, if I hadn't had the opportunity to ask myself all these questions before. Yeah, like, yeah, to be thrown into it. Strangely, because like, I'm so thankful because the, all that work I've done to get to, to that place now um, really made like, the announcement when you, you told me that we were pregnant like, so beautiful in terms of like I was so ready, so happy, yeah, yeah. and just like it's pure happiness, where I think that there would have been like, let's say a year before that, um, that was like a lot of happiness, I'm certain of it, but as well, a lot of stress. Yeah, a lot of stress to be like, okay, how are we going to do this? Where are we going to live? How is this going to work? Mm. And, and even I think the biggest danger there will be more like first thinking of like practical things and skip the, the whole bit in terms of like, I'm actually ready for all these things because I'm like, yeah, I'm not, not necessarily going to try to process these important feelings I have. Um, because I want to make sure like we have enough money or whatever that is, which is really mistakes because if you don't touch on these things, the, like the only you can actually like, address that. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be like stress that could just come out later on, on either like arguments or this sort of thing, I'm guessing, but that's, uh, Oh, I'm sure it has yeah. a huge impact on people's relationships when they haven't had that opportunity to properly contemplate and think about and make that decision consciously. But, I mean, we're hugely pro-choice, so, you know, if that wasn't the right time and that person didn't want to continue that pregnancy, then I think they're well within their rights not to. Oh, definitely. I mean, that should never, like, it's such, like, a a life-changing event that, um, yeah, nobody should ever feel forced into it in no no way whatsoever. I mean, that's the... And I mean, I, I don't want to get to, to a point where we, we, we have the, the big discussion towards like pro-life and pro-choice. But for me, like the biggest thing behind it is really like, well, I mean, a child that, that, that gets to this world, I don't think unwanted is what, not the right word, but like with, with the family that is forced into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be like stereotypical, but as much as for in many, many cases, like a lot of love would have come on the back of that stuff there's still a risk obviously that the the, the reception of such a children is not going to be done in the best ways yeah uh, or that's, maybe you know it's very just, risky yeah. but just from a, from a matter of like financial perspective lots of people like struggle to afford having children because it's to have really, food no children oh yeah. afford afford I thought yeah. he said he says have food have food as well <laughs> you can don't eat the children <laughs> That's not the message of this episode. No, no. Um, or afford to have... I mean, that's a whole other topic, isn't yeah. it? But, you know, I'm learning quickly in this um, pregnancy the amount of absolute rubbish that gets thrown at you to try and get you to buy the £900 set of drawers or wardrobe or whatever it is. I mean, I'm like proper working class roots and my nana had her kids in a drawer. She had to give birth to 11 kids, nine yeah. of which survived. And each of them slept in a drawer. But I'm not, we're not planning to put our baby it's in a drawer. Drawers, so don't, don't so. worry about it. I mean, she's based it out. <laughs> but, like, you don't have to have the fancy whatever it, it is like exactly. you just don't need that like it's, it depends on i suppose it's not about what you need is it it's about your expectation for life because i must admit i i have a bit of a refined taste oh, yeah. yeah no definitely for food like, for, for everything no not for everything not for many things but i think the the big thing we, we had a few like uh, a couple like that came to our house like the other day and they have a really really sweet little boy about a year and a half and uh, I was talking to uh, to my friend and he was saying yeah like when you like you look at strollers for example that's like you can easily oh go above like a thousand pounds easily and he, they have like a really expensive one and they said don't buy this one it's it's really good but like it's 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 not worth the price because, and he said to me, he said, just really think about what you really need for a stroller, for example. Because now that stuff, 
as much more equipment that a Tesla would do in terms of what, what stuff it can do, but what effectively are you going to use it for? Yeah. And down exactly. the line, they get this really like highly functioning like stroller with a lot of like small equipment and stuff like this. And they said the thing that just makes a really big difference is that you can move the uh, the top bits higher, the handlebar, the handlebar yeah, higher and lower, down. which is good if you are on a hill or something like that. That's not worth like twelve hundred pounds or whatever that is. No that just, I don't get. I don't get the the, the cost. Where like where the price is. Where the well, price is so high. It's a huge market, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like everything. new parents are a huge market. It's an exciting time, of course. For everybody, and this yeah. is where the cash flows. But you just yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. No, I don't get all of that. That's uh. But it depends on your lifestyle, doesn't it? So if you're making a decision to have children. You're going to think about what kind of values you're bringing forward with that. You know, maybe you are the person that can afford the thousand pound push chair and the very expensive accessories and whatever else. Then, you know, if that's the case, then so be it. But, you know, if you're that person who's surprisingly gotten pregnant and I don't know, you, you, you don't have a job that pays very much. Maybe then you've got to, I don't know, get some secondhand stuff. I mean, gosh, I was in the hospital for a scan the other week and there was a couple there who had like a toddler sort of stroller, like, yeah, like a stroller. It wasn't even like a pram with it just pushed flat and this tiny baby in it. And they were, the baby sure was fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no bother for it. You just made a really good point there, like massive, like secondhand market as well. In terms of like all these equipments, pram, all this sort of stuff, like you. But there is so some rules things. around that. Like you have to get a new mattress. Yeah, you know, but like yeah, I mean, for example, like our, our like the our friends that uh, said I got a kid a year and a half ago, like they're going to give us um um. Is that the cot, as you call it? Yeah, the, the cot. Car, all this sort well, of the thing. frame. The, the frame. Cart. The frame. Yeah. Like there's so many things that yeah, like yeah, now now the kid is is too old, and here you go, like. And they, they're not playing to have a, another one. So that's, what do you do with it? So, so yeah. And also if, 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 I guess, us from like more like an environmental perspective, we can avoid buying a new one that traveled from India or China or whatever that is, and actually reuse one that is, um, yeah, that yeah. has been used like, and choose like perfect state. So that's, yeah, let's do that rather than. Yeah, but I suppose that depends on if you know people, um, I mean, there's always secondhand shops and things, but yeah, sometimes yeah. it's easier to get from people that you know, then you can trust you know it's that it's been yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's pretty good. No, that's, uh, no, that's a big one on this one. But the, um, yeah, I mean, even like the financial, talking about like the financials a bit more into it, like there's also like a big thing on the back of it is that you, the whole concept of like maternity leave is, is, is oh also, God, that's yeah. really, I mean, the it's first it's extremely great that it exists um extremely thankful about this but uh there is obviously like the the, the whole system is good in terms of like supporting uh, the parents and the, the mothers to like recover and be able to to bond properly with the the child all this stuff but like that's uh that's also a challenge like for a lot of families well, it's only certain... three months with full pay yeah and that's not for everyone i mean if you're freelance or yeah self-employed or well that's the same isn't it um or i don't even know like if you're a hairdresser maybe i don't know you know private sort of yeah i don't think they will be interviewed with that that's something to look into but like luckily for us like you what is it? Is like three months full pay, and then it's like a mix of um... yeah, of statutory and half pay. I mean, if I took a whole year off, I'd have the last three months with no pay. That's something that amazes me. I don't understand why that stuff exists. Like why there's no pay at all for the last three months, and then it goes back to like statutory. I think you get three months full, three months half with statutory, and then three months just statutory pay, maternity pay, which is. I think it's only around 500 quid a month. It's okay. not a lot. I mean, especially if you're living in London. Like, I don't even know how people do it. If they're right. a single yeah. parent, I think you would you would really struggle. You would have to go to food banks and other things like That's that. That's a big one, yeah, exactly. That's something I've, I've got always really, really amazed by single mothers that uh, they're able to put it up because that's... Yes, there's a whole idea of... a. Uh, 
uh, you might have to go to work sooner. I also was like, who's taking care of the kid? There was nursery, nursery being so crazy expensive. That's, um, but yeah, but like... Well, we have some friends actually around nursery who, uh, in the end, she just decided not to work because it was going to cost as much in nursery fees that it would have been in how much she earned. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, let's be honest, because, you know, maybe she wants to be at work in order to you know, fulfill herself or whatever else. So therefore, paying the nursery fees makes sense. Um, I think it's a balance, right? Because I think it's like, if, if you, if down the line, you, you do your whole week of work, you stressful, all these sort of things, and you just make an extra, like, I don't know, £100, £200 a month, and you, that's what like stops you for seeing your kids for the first few years of their lives. Uh, I personally don't think it is, is for me to go to work. Maybe now, I think a few years later when they start going to school or these sort of things, you're like, okay, it makes more sense. Or I just do part-time. But it depends on parenting, but, doesn't it? Oh yeah, no, that's, a, well, that's, that's another topic itself. That, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, this but parenting 24-7, I imagine, isn't that enjoyable? But you're gonna, yeah, we're going to be able to have an episode on that next year. We'll see about this. But. Yeah, I mean, you certainly don't want to like put it down. Because uh, I must admit, my seeing into the future of what parenting is like, Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate it to be awfully fun. That's like, good. That's a good start. That's uh, motivating. Do you think? No, it's horrible. I, th- I think it's going to be extremely fun. Really? I do think it's going to be. For me, it's like, that's going to be obviously extremely challenging. That's going to be the biggest challenge uh, of my life, I think, of our lives. But I think that's going to be the most fulfilling thing uh, I've ever done. Yeah, that's I, what I'm I do here. see it as fulfilling and full of love but fun I'm not sure do you see having the dog fun now yeah now we've got him yeah at times yeah. at times I think that I mean on that perspective I think it'd be the same I think but that... the first six eight months <laughs> yeah, of having that, that dog <gasps> oh my god I, I was so shocked at how challenging it was yeah but I think this I think there's gonna be we're definitely going to be hit by reality where we're going to be okay this is i'm not like i'm I'm really tired uh, i have puke on my jumper uh i'm having an argument with my partner because she's sleep deprived as well this sort of thing i think that's going to be really difficult but i'm certain that down the line these fulfilling thing the play like the play with a kid the, the, the fact that you see your kids growing or learning or these sort of things, that's going to be... This whole aspect of fun is going to, like, go beyond any of the challenges I have. There's, there's my friend. He, um, that was quite a few years back now, but he came back from work. Uh, like, he went on paternity leave. He came back to, to work, and he, he could see he was knackered. He was really, really tired. Yeah. And, uh, and same thing, like, with, like, some pure and jumper, all these sort of things here and there. But uh, you could see he was really, really tired. But the moment he was talking about his children, you could see the lights in his eyes and the most beautiful thing. And that was one, one of the big things. I was like, oh, I definitely want kids in the future. Yeah. Because that's... And I think it's going to be a mixed bag, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a whole journey. It's like, it's like everything. But I think that's... A difference is that's fun. In a, it's, it's in the mix. Challenging, but it's going to be fun as well. Yeah. I think I'll just try and strike... Because, for example, I mean, I don't even know if my friends know this, but... I'm not keen on hosting. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I really am not. I'd much prefer have people come over my house and just help themselves to the fridge and make themselves a tea if they want one and just get what you need. Don't so, rely on me to be like some sort of waitress for you. Like, is it how oh you're going to God, be with the baby? I just really don't enjoy it. And you know what? The thing that makes me not enjoy it more is like, you're not even that involved in the party when you're doing that. Yeah. So is, it, is this how you're going to be with the baby? Like, welcome, this is the home, this is the cot over there, the fridge is over there. <laughs> if you're on salt milk, just ask me and I put, uh, I'll give you a bottle because you can't reach the door. And, this is and it. That's it. But I'm like, do, am, I, am I going to enjoy this all the time? Giving, 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 giving. Because I, I, I think you just receive it in a whole different manner. 
I think that's totally different. And also, you're not alone in this. I'm there as well. Yeah. So if you, you need to feed me as well, you need to me when you stand for bed. That's uh, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, sure. it's on. And I don't I don't get these people who are like, oh, I just love to look after other people, and I love to. I mean, I like to host. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, definitely I'm not a natural the... hospitality sort of person. I mean, pay me a good salary then, maybe. <laughs> Wait, <doesn't laughs> I guess to study to repay. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do like to host quite a lot. I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite into it, but... No, but you're really skilled at it. Pierre fulfills every need he has while still hosting. Yes. But it's it's a, it's a, I think you need to be really nice with yourself around. I'm there to have fun as well. Whereas me, I become so perfectionist at the hosting. You just stay in the kitchen. And <laughs> I end up stuck in that bloody kitchen for so long. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not having any fun. I'm just on the edge of fun. Yeah. But I think I think it's just a, yeah, it's, it's a thing. But I think like the, I'm really excited to see how our day-to-day life is going to change to be, become more like a, um, but in, in at the pace of like more like a family all these sort of things like the concept of like meals at certain times because I think you need to be starting like a much more like defined like a cadence around okay we're having breakfast well, we at that time already, come on. but not for dinner for example we dinner fluctuates between like 7 and 8.30 but I think once you have kids you're like okay I think the they have dinner at like 5 yeah yeah I'm still it's working. Crazy, so it's, isn't it? It's gonna be interesting. But Imagine eating dinner at five p.m. I, it's called quatre heures, uh, but a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we can have two dinners. We have two dinners. So we have a small one with them. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Is there any other topic you wanted to touch on today? Well, in terms of that decision making. Yeah. I feel like we've covered everything, do you? Well, yeah, I think it's pretty good actually. It's quite nice. Uh, well, I learned a few new things. Important to us. Hmm? We've covered everything important yeah. to us, but we're very interested in what's important to other people. So do comment and tell us what you think and what ran through your mind. Maybe some bits that resonated actually and some bits that maybe yeah. didn't. And let's uh, we we'll touch on all that uh, the next episode. Yeah. We not we not we don't know yet what we're gonna talk about next week, which is really exciting. Yeah, any ideas? I have a few ideas, but I have quite a few ideas in the future because we also have a uh, uh some friends who are expecting uh, a baby. Uh, in the next few days so that's also could be really interesting so maybe bring them on the podcast we'll, like, we'll see what happens oh I don't but, know if they'll be up for that days after having a baby I'm, I think it is more a few months away I don't think it's going to be stray like in the in the hospital so hey how are you doing <laughs> yeah but uh, no that's going to be really nice I'm really excited for that well so birth planning that's another topic yeah that's going to be interesting I've started looking into it I mean it's an absolute minefield yeah as I said to you like, the one I really want to do soon is about the, the the position of the the father on that whole journey so we might do like a, a special episode uh with a special guest and uh, make it a bit more yeah look at the the point of your father so that that, that could be one to to watch it for um so we move to the uh the lessons we don't have any ukulele tonight so uh yeah we just i don't even know what i said tonight it's like bright lights everywhere there. i just feel like i'm in a studio or something but okay so do do you want to start or should i start you can start. Okay, so Stephanie, you are going to say, uh, Welcome to France. Uh, here is the swimming pool. Viva la France! <laughs> That's not welcome. <laughs> That'd be nice. Imagine if I said border. Viva la France! Viva la France! <laughs> What does that even mean? Also, viva la France is not French. Viva la viva is uh, I think Spanish or Italian. Uh, vive, vive means means like. Uh, <laughs> I don't say what does that mean. You're like vive. It means vive. Because yeah, that means something. I don't even know the direct translation of that. It would be more like uh, yeah, it's like let's uh, celebrate France. It's it's uh, yeah, celebratory word. Ah okay. Well, uh, bienvenue from uh, oh to France. Welcome to France. Mm-hmm. Bienvenue à France. En France. En, en France. Yes. Uh, what did you say the next day? Here is the swimming pool. Uh, la piscine ici. <laughs> yeah, la piscine est ici. Et ici. Yeah. Ah, okay. Et ici. Oh, they've always got some sort of weird little word in between them. Yeah, that's what we got today. Ah, on, en, 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 en. 
lots of little words in the that's uh, yeah but talking about that today actually like that's like this week in France is also a good opportunity for Stephanie to learn French. Oh know. my lord, this, you tried it this morning. This morning that it was that was hilarious. That was about hilarious. an hour and a half. I had a headache by the end. <laughs> Honestly, we couldn't get through a conversation because by the time we defined that I knew what I was saying, I would say it and he wouldn't answer. He'd just be like, Yep, you've said it really well. <laughs> I mean, when you've been hearing the question 50 times in both languages in your head. <laughs> and like, I don't want to hear the answer anymore. I'm done. Oh, it's so tricky. I can't yeah, believe it. You you've been doing really well, so that's, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so. well, one, one's trying. Exactly. Uh, okay, are you ready for the Geordie? I'm ready for the Geordie. Always, okay. always ready for the okay. Geordie. Uh, this one, we're going to give you two. So the first one, I'm clamming. I'm clamming. So I am. Yeah. Uh, clamming. Uh, for me, it just sounds like clams. It could be like, I love, I'm going to eat some clams. I'm going to, I'm, I'm clamming. No, I'm coming. Uh, no. No. I'm hot. I don't know. It's actually a cornid. A cornid. Yeah. I'm clamming. I don't know. I'm clamming. You want sex? <laughs> Imagine. It's a cornet. <laughs> no, it means I'm hungry. Well, that could be also sex related in that no, case. No, no, no. It's not that level. Not sex related. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, it could uh, be. Okay, somewhere. nice one. I'm clamming. Uh, next one. By the way, you really need to teach a few to my mom. That could be hilarious if she, if she would start to have these expressions and just drop them randomly. Imagine. That'd be so funny. Stephanie, I'm clamming. Oh gosh, but well, I don't say that. No. Um, it's like sometimes, like this one, ganyem. 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 I never even said this when I lived up there. It sounds like, it sounds like an Asian language. Doesn't it? Ganyem. Ganyem. I literally have no idea what it could be. I'm going home. Ganyem. Oh, I'm going home. I ganyem. 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 <laughs> Well, don't get that at all. This one's this is the one I chose before. Sorry, we've done three. Uh, what are you up to the neat? What are you up to tonight? Yeah. Okay. One out of three. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, uh, lovely to have you with us uh, today. So see you next week. And uh, yeah, enjoy your week. Yeah, enjoy. Bye, enjoy. everyone. Merci. See you. Bye, bye.